0: Welcome to the Trusted Advisor podcast brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. This week, you're listening to Charlie's Corner, a segment hosted by our very own Charlie Venus. So welcome to our podcast today. We have a great guest with us, Marcus Sheridan. So first, let me give you a little bit of a background of Marcus. He's called a web marketing guru by the New York Times, and the story of how Marcus was able to save his swimming pool company, River Pools, from the economic crash of 2008, has been featured in multiple books, publications, and stories around the world, and is the centerpiece to his best-selling book, They Ask, You Answer, which has been named one of the five best marketing books of all time by the book authority. Today, Marcus is a highly sought after global speaker and consultant in the digital sales and marketing space, working with hundreds of businesses and brands alike to achieve their potential in a rapidly evolving marketplace, ultimately helping them become the most trusted voice in their prospective industries.
1: Welcome, Marcus. Hey, Charlie. It's great to be here, man. We're going to have an excellent conversation, I
0: feel. Well, well, I'm really looking forward to it. To get started, I wanted you to define a couple of important terms for us that you talk about and they ask you to answer. First, inbound marketing, and second, content marketing.
1: Yeah, inbound marketing is simply the process of you putting good out to the world, usually through information. And because of that, the world comes back to you and sees you as the trusted voice and gives you their trust and ultimately their business. So instead of traditional outbound marketing of jumping in front of them, radio, TV, etc interrupting them or interruptive styles of advertising, now they're coming to you because they're seeking you out and bound. Now, content marketing really in a nutshell is the mindset of becoming the best teacher in the world at what you do and being willing to address those fundamental questions or needs that your buyers have through text and video. Once again, with the goal of more trust and ultimately the trust equates to more sales, right? So they're very, very similar uh, in that regard. And one could argue that content marketing is a subset of inbound marketing, but ultimately they're very, very similar.
0: Now, why are these such important concepts in your philosophy of they ask you answer?
1: Well, if you really take what they ask you answer is number one, it's an obsession with the way buyers think and the questions that they ask and the willingness to address those questions on your website, through text, through video, et cetera. So that's the foremost obsession with their questions, right? Number two is the willingness to evolve the way you sell to the way buyers want to buy and the willingness to evolve the way you teach to the way buyers want to learn. And see a lot of companies haven't done that, Charlie, right? And so in this day and age, We think about innovation. We think about you got to make something new, but if you just do it differently, in other words, if you talk about it differently, if you show it differently, or if you sell it differently, you become a very innovative company. And that's where, that's much easier than let's call it inventing something new in your industry, right? And so with they ask you answer, it really is when you obsess over the way the buyer thinks and You go about your day in a way of, okay, so I'm just literally going to listen to every question. And I'm going to ask myself, is that addressed on our website right now? And if it's not, why isn't it? And if it's not, well, how come I haven't already put it out there? Because if they don't learn it from me, there's a good chance they're going to go somewhere else and learn it from that person or that company. And if they learn it from them, well, that's who they're going to give their trust and ultimately their business to. And that is unacceptable.
0: From a content marketing standpoint, one of the things you talk about in the book is the big five and the need to address those in your content marketing. Can you briefly explain what these big five are and why addressing them is so important?
1: Yeah, you know, I love this subject, Charlie, right? So there's five major subjects that buyers research before they make to them what is an important buying decision. This is B2B and B2C, so it doesn't change. So if you think about, if you're listening to this right now and you think about what are the things that you almost always research regardless of what you're buying? Well, there's five. Here they are. Buyers were obsessed with how much is it? In other words, cost, price, rates, et cetera. We just want to know. We want to know. Doesn't mean we can't afford it if we're searching. We just want to know. Um, that's how we define value. Second one is we want to know what are the negatives, the issues, or the problems with it, All right. So problems would be number two. What's interesting, Charlie, is... The moment you as a buyer start researching what's wrong with something, a product or a service, a company, et cetera, that's the clearest sign that you're serious about buying that thing. Because otherwise, guess what? You don't ask the question. You don't do the search. So number one is cost. Number two is problems. Number three is comparisons. As buyers, we love to compare stuff. Think about how many times you've gone online and you've typed in blank versus blank or blank compared to blank. Happens all the time. We love to have comparative analysis when we look at things online. So that's number three, comparison. Number four is reviews. My goodness. We love to know what everybody's saying about it, but the question is why, the reason they're going to give unbiased, honest information about their experiences. And then finally, number five of the big five is best. We love to research the best. How many times have you said best Mexican restaurant And you could call your town, whatever that thing is, right? There's so many different best-based searches that, you know, we've done best IT outsourcing companies for hospitals, right? That's another example. It doesn't matter the industry again. And so those are the five, cost, problems, comparisons, reviews, and best. And they literally run the internet in terms of the way buyers think. And here's what's crazy about it, though. Businesses don't like to talk about these five things. <laughs> and that creates the problem charlie.
0: Well, I was what I was going to ask you is because everybody's got access to the internet, and they're all asking these questions, but when you go on most websites of people trying to sell whether it's business to consumer or business to business, you know, they're not addressing those issues. So right. what do you think's driving that?
1: Well, I think a lot of them are still thinking it's 1995 and the internet hadn't started. A lot of them are thinking that or not accepting that the buyer hasn't changed when they have. One of the most significant stats that we talk about and they ask you answer, and this number has actually increased now, is this uh, reality that today on average, 80% of the buying decision has been made before someone actually talks to the company and engages a salesperson, 80%. So you think about that is they are 80% through that buying journey by the time they walk through your doors or they make that purchase, right? Or they call your company or they fill out that form. This is astounding because if you went back 20 years and you said, well, what was that number 20 years ago, right when the internet's just getting going? I'm probably around 30%. So Today we're at 8%, Charlie. Question is, where are we going to be over the next 5, 10, 15 years? And what does that mean for sales? What does that mean for marketing, right? Most companies have not accepted that that trend is true for their industry. And what's astounding is that they themselves have perpetuated this change. You have done it. I have done it because this is how we have evolved as buyers over the last 25 years. And nothing is slowing us down. And what happens is you hear industries over and over again say, but we're different. But that's not the way that it's been done. And that mentality is one of the quickest means to being left behind by the marketplace and being replaced as a leader in your space because we're sitting there so focused on what we were doing in the past that we stopped looking ahead and focusing on what would I want as a customer, as a buyer? What would my customers want? If we just do that, Charlie, it makes it really, really easy for us. But unfortunately, most companies don't think like that living in the
0: past. I want to talk to you a little bit about river pools and spa, but first in the book, you give one of the case studies and examples you go through is CarMax. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a fascinating study, you know, just because of the industry, but the used car industry. So tell us what made CarMax so successful and stand out from the, the competition in the used car space.
1: So as you're listening to this, again, it's, it's very important that you apply the principle And don't focus on the industry because used cars is applicable to any industry because we're talking about buyer psychology here, right? And if somebody says used car salesperson, all the descriptions around that are generally negative. What's interesting about it, Charlie, is they're negative in almost every country in the world. It doesn't matter where you go, because I've spoken (laughs) in the automotive space in many, many countries at this point. It's fascinating. How did that happen? Well, an entire industry. Killed trust. It's amazing. And nobody wanted to admit that they had a trust problem until CarMax rolled around and said, You know what? We have a trust problem. And that's usually the biggest step, right? Admitting that you have a problem. (laughs) I am an addict, right? I have a trust problem. This industry has a trust problem. And so they said, Okay, why do we have a trust problem? Well, we've been doing a lot of things dumb. Well, how could we earn the trust back? What are the biggest fears that buyers have? Well, the fears are. And then they focused on the fears. So you start with the buyers, right? Always start with the buyer. Start with the marketplace. Fears for buying a car, pretty simple. I don't wanna have buyers' remorse. Buy a lemon. I don't wanna get ripped off. I don't wanna to have to deal with the salesperson. See, that's how buyers speak. So they took those fears and they said, okay, would it be possible to mitigate or overcome each one of these things? That's smart. That's really genius. And so that's what they did. And they came up with a very different way of selling used cars. So they were the first ones to have that no haggle set pricing component to their cars, right? So they would show the pricing. You couldn't pay a dollar more, or a dollar less. It was what it was, right? And so they just eliminated all that. Well, I don't want to deal with the salesperson. I'm afraid of getting ripped off. That was a big part of it. All right. Now, they also said you can have a five-day money-back guarantee, they were the first one to ever do that. I mean, they, you know how many automotive companies laughed at that? The old adage was, if they drive it off a lot, it's theirs. And suddenly, somebody comes in and says, you can bring it back. So that gets rid of this fear of buyer's remorse. And then they have this incredible uh, inspection system that they teach you about, that they show you, that they really emphasize during the buying process so that you understand, oh, wow. not going to get a lemon here they even gave you the carfax vehicle history report as a standard used to be people forget this you had to ask for it not only did you have to ask for it you had to pay for it so carmax said that's dumb so they gave it to you and so all these things just kept the trust lever going up and up and up to the point where you felt like you were getting a good value carmax might not be the cheapest but a high percentage of people feel like they're getting great value. I, like personally, I've bought, I think, six or seven vehicles at CarMax over the years. I'm never worried, am I getting a potential lemon here? Am I getting a problem vehicle? No, I don't worry about those things. Also, don't sit there and say, could I get a better deal? Because I probably could, but is it worth the risk? No. Now, does that work for everybody? No, because some people want to negotiate. They want to haggle, but guess what? Most people don't. Normal people as a whole don't like to haggle all day long. And so they just want to feel like they're getting a good quote deal. And so CarMax did something that, once again, a lot of companies aren't willing to do. They let go of those buyers that weren't a good fit. And they said, let's lean into those that are a good fit. That's they ask you answer 101 right there. Every single industry and person that's listening to this right now, you could go and you could say, what are the biggest fears our buyers have with respect to our product, our service, our company, et cetera? Is it possible to overcome them? And it's amazing when you start with those, those mindsets, if you will, what happens next. And that's the CarMax story.
0: Well, and the reason I like the CarMax story is because of the industry. And uh, I, you know, when you talk about trust and the lack of trust in that used car industry, I think a lot of that applies to the insurance industry that the level of trust there is not what we would like it to be. Right. You know most of our listeners are going to be independent insurance agents and they're going to think, well, this doesn't apply to our business. What I need you to explain is that why, why that's not true. why do exp- it applies to any business out there.
1: Having now really been embedded in, in this digital buyer and digital sales and marketing for a bit more than a decade now. I think the number one killer of business success today is this mindset of our buyers ain't like yours. Our sales process ain't like yours. We have special sauce and you don't. All those things are just business killers. What's interesting, it's the companies that don't say they're different, but rather it's the companies that say, yeah, we're pretty much just like everybody else. (laughs) Those are the ones that are crushing it online. Because they don't focus on differences. And besides that, if I said to you, regardless of what you sell, if I said, is trust going to be fundamental to your business in 20 years, what would you say? Absolutely. Anybody would probably say yes to that. And they would say, absolutely. Right? That's the thing. What we're talking about here is ways to induce more trust. And when we embrace that, we say, okay, I want to become the most trusted voice in my space. That becomes the compass. That becomes the meter by which we constantly follow. Right, Charlie? And then everything gets easy because we don't have to debate about things like, do you think we should talk about cost and price on our website? Oh, geez, look at all the reasons I should No, But would the buyer wanna know? Yes. Would it induce more trust? Yes. Can we explain value better that way? Can we teach the marketplace? What drives costs up? What drives costs down? Can we really help them understand these things? Why are some companies expensive? Why are some companies cheap? Ah, yes. Will that induce more trust? Yes. Is most of my competitors doing? No. Well, then what are we waiting for? (laughs) Really that simple. Really that simple. And with insurance, this is the funny thing about insurance, Charlie. People tell me, well, I can't talk about cost and price. Sure you can. It's called rates. What drives rates up? What keeps rates down? Why are some plans different? Why are some plans the same? How does it work? Right? These are the things that buyers want to know. They are the things that dictate rates. So there's always these five subjects. They affect every single industry. Again, nobody's the exception. The last thing I'm going to say about this, you can't necessarily say, I'm going to give you your exact rates, but you can say, well, let me help you understand probably where you're going to fall based on the following factors that you could do and anybody could do.
0: Well, that was great, Marcus. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for the continuation of this week's interview. Marcus will be giving us a real life example of how content marketing changed his business and so much more. Thanks for listening to this edition of Charlie's Corner brought to you by Iroquois Group. I am Edwin K. Morris and I invite you to join us for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor podcast.